0: Welcome to The Naked Truth. Peace to you. Let's pick up where we left off. We are in the book of Matthew, and we're at chapter 3. So let's pick up from there. Verse 1. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. So we've been introduced to John the Baptist as a relative of Jesus, his cousin, who um, is sort of the opening act for Jesus' ministry, and saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So that's the message John the Baptist was coming with, saying that repentance is the is the primary thing as Christians we should be focused on. And it's also the same message Jesus began his, message, his ministry with that repentance is vital to Christians. And yet you have people like a previous leader who says, he never repents. And yet there's a whole group of people, millions, who follow him, who claim to be Christians, they call themselves evangelicals, but it has nothing to do, it seems, with anything that Jesus taught at all. And yet that's who they have anointed as their leader, almost as if that's their savior who doesn't repent. And Jesus and John the Baptist and John the Baptist is opening with that as the uh, number one thing uh, that people should do. Repent. That means recognize that when you've done wrong and uh, apologize for it, whether it's to. Uh, yourself to someone else, to God Almighty, whatever the case may be, repentance is necessary. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. So the writer, uh, or at least the one relaying the message of Matthew to us is letting us know they believe John the Baptist is the fulfillment and his message and ministry is the fulfillment of a a passage from the Old Testament, a verse uh, uh, from Isaiah, that's an Old Testament prophet, chapter 40, verse 3, which sort of uh, foretold or uh, uh, prophesied of the coming of the opening act, the one crying in the wilderness and uh, saying that uh, preparing the way for God Almighty, for the Messiah, Christ Jesus, as we know him, uh, to come. Now, John himself was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist and his food was locusts and wild honey. So uh, that lets us know what his diet was. It was beyond vegetarian, beyond vegan, beyond uh, carnivore. It was locusts, which are bugs, and wild honey. Locusts are basically like grasshoppers and wild honey was what he would eat, letting us know it's a very unusual and strict diet. Then Jerusalem, all Judea, and all the region around the Jordan went out to him. So large crowds were come, were uh, coming out to him to hear what his message was, and were baptized by him in the Jordan, confessing their sins. So not only were they listening, they were actually doing what it is he told them to—to to, uh, repent and be baptized. Let's see, but when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he says to them, "Brood of the vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come." So he let them. He's saying a couple of things there. He's calling them a brood of viper, which means basically a bunch of snakes. Um, and uh, he's talking to the religious leader. That's leaders. That's who the Pharisees and Sadducees are. And as we've said a bunch of times before, you can uh, Wikipedia them, and you'll see their sect of that religion ended around 70 A.D with the conquering of the city of Jerusalem. Excuse me, when it was um, uh, conquered by the Romans. Excuse me, a sip of water. Who attacked and and besieged the city. And that was the end of that sect of their religion. But the last thing he says that there's wrath to come, meaning God willing, not on us, Um, true actual believers, but on um, uh, the generation of people who are supposedly looking for the coming of the Messiah, but ended up rejecting and crucifying him, and then the ones to come after the generations that followed. Therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance. So you're saying, don't just say that, oh, I'm sorry, and then go back to the same shady behavior or actions and thoughts, whether it's to yourself, to your neighbor, or to God Almighty, but um, Do things, that's the bearing fruit part, that show you are sorry, that show you are repentant, that show you have had that change of heart. And do not think to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children, Abraham, from these stones. So he's saying, don't lean on the fact that you may uh, be related to Abraham. That's an Old Testament patriarch um, by blood, you know, uh, bloodline and following and leaning on that promise that Abraham got that uh, his descendants would be as the sand of the sea, and and that, that would be enough to get you into heaven. Don't lean on that at all, whether you're from the Hebrew bloodline of them, of Abraham, or from the Muslim bloodline of him, or I say, uh, uh, Arab bloodline of him, because he had both. Um, he had lots of side pieces and wives, so um. It don't lean on that. Don't think that's going to be enough to get you into heaven. And even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which does not bear fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So he's saying the the crunch time is right now um, for them with Jesus about to make his the start of his ministry apparent. But also it's for us. Even now, to realize that tomorrow is not promised, that the time to repent and recognize our wrongdoing and get right is right now. Because you may not make it to tomorrow and then it will be too late. The axe will be to the root of the tree, meaning you will be cut down. And then what are you going to do? And then if you don't repent, he's saying you may end up like that tree tossed into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So he's saying that as as uh, enthused as they are to hear John the Baptist and get near him and his message, and even be baptized, he's letting them know Jesus, the one coming after him, is mightier than he's mightier than us all, and that he's on he's next level, and um he's the one that's going to actually baptize us or uh, uh, join us into the spirit or if you reject uh, join you into the fire his winnowing fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn but you will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire so uh, John the Baptist is making it clear that Jesus is going to be a separator he's going to be just like the winnowing fan will separate the chaff from the wheat, blowing away the waste and letting the the valuable remain. So the same way, in the same way, Jesus is gonna blow away the waste and carry them away, and let the valuable, the true believers, the Christians, His children, our flock, remain. And um, the ones that get blown away are gonna end up in that unquenchable fire. Uh, then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. So not even Jesus himself is going to be baptized. So I think that's a message to us uh, followers, believers, even now, that baptism is something that should be pursued. Not that it's absolutely necessary for salvation, but if we're going to follow the example examples Jesus sets for us with his words and his actions, then baptism is one of the examples I believe we should follow. And John tried to prevent him saying, I need to be baptized by you. And are you coming to me? So John is recognizing that Jesus is the greatest, the greatest of the two, the greatest of us all. He's recognizing he's the savior and that the baptism he seeks is the one that Jesus can provide into the Holy Spirit. And so he's uh, he's sort of baffled by the fact that Jesus is coming to him to be baptized. But Jesus answered and said to him, it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. So that's what I mean about that even we, that we should probably follow the same example of baptism as Jesus is saying that it's righteousness to, um, to pursue being baptized, uh, a Christian baptism into the Holy Spirit um that it's fulfilling righteousness to do so so then after he said that john the baptist allowed him to go ahead and be baptized when he had been baptized jesus came up immediately from the water and behold the heavens were open to him and he saw the spirit of god descending like a dove and alighting upon him so upon being baptized That moment, it says he, as in Jesus, it says, capitalizes, saying the heavens are open to Jesus and that Jesus is the one who saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. So other gospels don't do the same um, capitalization. So it it makes it um, ambiguous, whether it was just apparent to Jesus that the Holy Spirit um, descended in that way, like a dove or like a bird would um, swoop down on Jesus or, you know, lower itself down on Jesus um, but at any rate at the very least it was clear to Jesus that the um, like a dove the spirit um, became one with him or you know was imparted on him um, and alighting upon him so uh, he like glowed like a bioluminescence and suddenly a voice came from heaven saying this is my beloved son." In whom I am well pleased. So presumably that's the voice of God speaking. Um, but Jesus says in another place, this voice um, did not come because of me um, when he talks when he addresses God, God the Father. So it's not clear whether the voice they're actually hearing is actually God's voice or a voice. It's the message of God sent by some other voice. Whatever the case may be, it's an acknowledgement here that God's recognizing Jesus is his son, the savior, the Messiah, that the whole generation, the whole of creation is supposed to be looking forward to and then embracing for salvation. Um, so that seems to me that that's what's being signified by the voice that came upon Jesus's baptism. So that actually is a short reading because we haven't actually gotten into the gospels uh, yet. Um, And that's the end of this reading for today. I appreciate you checking it out with me and hope you'll join me again. Uh, The casts, the readings are available on these different platforms, Anchor, Pocket Cast, Spotify, and Zoom. Um, uh, You can see the invitations there, uh, the links to them on my page. If you're an adult, you can check it out. It's hungtgirl.com and um, see more. You can explore... uh, Uh, the past readings by checking out the spirit page. Uh, If you look on the left, there's the body, mind, spirit, and soul, the links to those that will give you a free tour of the site and get you closer to knowing more about me if that's what you're interested in. You can uh, explore the spirit page to see what we do here um, by clicking on the different pictures. There are actually videos that will let you know uh, that will play for you and give you an idea more in depth about what we do here. And so just in a nutshell, uh, we focus on what's called red letter Christianity, because as it turns out, there's 60 plus books in the Bible, but of those 60 plus books, only six of them or 10th or a tithe of them have anything that Jesus actually said in them. So that's what we focus on those red letters. Uh, not to say the rest of the Bible doesn't have value, but to say as Christians what Jesus says is what we're supposed to value. Since he's the one who brought the message that as believers, we believe God has for us and sent to us. So um, feel free to check all of those out and join me again. We have our Monday and Wednesday readings of the Gospels on Saturday, on Saturday, uh, at 6 o'clock on Mondays and Wednesdays. And then we have our Saturday night readings on um of the Old Testament uh, for other readings if you're interested in seeing them. Um, Those are at around 12.15 a.m. and late Saturday night, early Sunday morning if you're interested in seeing those readings. Uh, In the meantime, please stay safe. Love your neighbor as yourself. Wash your hands, wear your mask, and be safe. God bless you, and I'll see you next time. Thanks again. Peace to you.